0: And this is our introduction. We are officially recording. Officially. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited.
1: Are you excited, I'm,
0: sister? I am excited, brother. This You're is right. a this is a this is a big deal. I'm we are in the same room. We get to talk to each other face to face. And we get to share our wonderful conversations with anyone who wants to listen to them. So I'm pretty excited about anyone it.
1: Anyone who wants to.
0: <laughs> or maybe we can just use the socialist form of government and force everyone Yeah, to. <laughs> let's let's do that.
1: Let's dictate.
0: Let's dictate. Let's institute some force.
1: Everyone must
0: must subscribe. That's right. Well, welcome to what were we just talking about? This is our brand new podcast. My name is Natalie.
1: And I am David.
0: And we are brother and sister, as you probably figured out already. Yes, yes. And we are also known as the 420 Felons, because we have a kind of a, I would say, a unique background compared to most. Uh, Unique's a good word. (laughs) Unique's a good word. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think that kind of does it.
0: Right. I mean, we're not going to get into the whole entire details of of our case per se in this introduction, but we did want to give you kind of the Reader's Digest version of kind of why we're doing this podcast and what we're about and kind of our perspective. Um, And uh, yeah, so just an introduction to our brand new podcast. Welcome. Welcome. So uh, basically real quick, we were, we're both in our forties. We were, we're from the Midwest um, born and raised in the Midwest, but we have both, since in our in our adulthood, have lived in various places all over the country. Um, all over. All over.
1: Except for New England. I, <laughs> not, not a place I, I,
0: I... It's not a place I want to live.
1: No. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, a, a, it's a beautiful. Uh, maybe a tiny bit of desire to to visit.
0: Oh, yeah. I've but, always... I mean, I loved um, visiting Washington, D.C. and New York, but I've never really had a chance to like get up into Connecticut and Massachusetts no, and... No. But it's beautiful, I hear. Have not. But anyway, so we're from the Midwest. Uh, middle-class family. Came from that traditional nuclear American family. Got the mom and the dad. Um, me and Dave are two years apart. I'm the oldest. We have a younger sister named Megan, who's 10 years younger than us.
1: Super dumb.
0: Super <laughs> dumb. <laughs> total, Totally annoying. And... uh Sometimes I forget that she's around. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love my sister. But anyway, so uh, our, our parents were together until we were in our 20s, so they were around our whole childhood. Um, both of us went to a uh, private school for elementary and junior high, um, and then went to public high school. We were raised in the church. Our parents were very conservative, Republicans, and religious. Raised in the church. Raised in the church, and <laughs> I mean, raised. I mean raised in the church, like we're, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and uh, for, you know, for the
1: most part, yeah, I yeah, mean, hardcore, crazy, religious, no,
0: yeah, we weren't like we weren't, you know, no, we weren't Delph's Fred Phelps singing or nothing, or nothing. Like no, just just no. typical
1: Midwestern Christian family,
0: right, that God family, yeah. country type of. Mentality right, and um, right. our parents were both high school graduates, but that was the extent of their education. My dad was a business owner, and our mom was a um, she was a stay at home mom, but she also helped out at our business very frequently. so she was a very hardworking hardworking woman both inside and outside the home, but she was very present for both of us and for our sister growing up. She was a very active mother. The
1: lady's a saint.
0: Yes, she is. <laughs> she absolutely is and and uh, we've been very, very blessed. Um, but uh, so and then after graduating high school at the top of my near the top of my class, I went to a major university and got a journalism degree, a bachelor's degree. Um and went on to have a career in uh, I started out in television and radio, moved over to sales and marketing, and now I'm a freelance writer and I write web content. And Dave, you went to um school. You went to got your associate's degree after high school. I did. Right. I you did. are a you are a certified licensed professional gunsmith, right? I, I am. <laughs> in theory. I
1: in theory, it's been a long time since I've really done it, but I still can't imagine why. Something that I care about very, very much. Right. Uh, also obviously, yes, to... I, I, do not get to practice at the moment.
0: <laughs> no, you do not. Uh, that could change though. If uh, is, hopefully in, yeah, the, had, in the very near future, in the near
1: future. If...
0: You have also military in your background. So you bit. were in infantry
1: a little bit. Yeah. Um, and,
0: uh, neither of us had ever been in trouble with the law. We both had jobs. Dave had a couple of tiny misdemeanors. No, no school. felony
1: related things. I had a few misdemeanors <laughs> for possession. Um, anytime right. I've ever gotten in trouble in that regard, it was always just over pot. Um, right. Not, And I didn't even start smoking pot until I was 17 years old. But for some reason, you know, I'm that guy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're the guy that always like you can you you know you know you have that dealer that's been dealing for like 30 years and have never once had a run in with the law but me yeah. <laughs> i put one plant in my house and i'm in prison so mm-hmm. that's that's no but it, it, i'm obviously exaggerating but not very much um in 2011 dave and i were arrested um for uh um possession with the intended to distribute a controlled substance, uh, manufacturing a controlled substance, and a possession of an illegal weapon. Uh, basically, all that legal rigmarole means that we had 12 pot plants in a closet in our house. And uh, Dave was a gunsmith, so he had one gun they claimed was about a quarter inch too short.
1: Sensationalized all and my sensati- other right, stuff. Right, sensationalized everything I, you know, I had everything everything You know other gear, tactical gear. But I was in the military and I also went to gunsmithing school. So it's not uncommon stuff to find.
0: Especially in our, we're from a rural area. We live in a rural area. In a Midwestern
1: house, you're more likely to find guns than you won't.
0: Right. Exactly. And uh, and those bulletproof vests, I've always wanted to say that those were super old and they were just a collectible and they were in a box because the prosecutor made it sound like they were sitting Uh, next to our front door.
1: They (laughs)
0: <laughs> but we weren't, weren't illegal that no, they uh, weren't illegal
1: bullfruits bull, bull are not illegal no um
0: and you bought them off craigslist from some like cop well, widow yeah or something. like
1: they weren't illegal that's the right, point i mean right. it doesn't doesn't matter they weren't sitting out you know it doesn't matter whether i had them or where i had them or anything like that right you know it, it's but just it's the sensationalism the point
0: was I mean. is uh, you know is that our case was very well known where we're from and uh, we had a prosecutor, a young prosecutor that wanted to make a name for himself. And so he went after us like he was going after, you know, Al Capone, Al Capone. <laughs> like we were the biggest drug dealers in the history of the county. And we needed to be in prison because of it. Because Despite the fact that both of us were first time offenders, had never been in trouble and were working, were, you know, good people. We weren't getting in any kind. We weren't. I mean, yes, at the time. Cannabis was illegal in all forms, recreationally and medically, and so you know we did take that risk.
1: Yeah, not not acting like an idiot here, right? uh, By any question, but uh, but still, just
0: but we in our case uh, there was an illegal search and seizure. Yeah, warrantless search and seizure. (laughs) Right. You
1: fight it for a long time, you exhaust yourself and money, and just how this whole system works, it's not a logical argument, really, of facts whatsoever. Right. Um. You know, and you're just made to feel like you don't exist. Right. Like you were nobody and you were nothing. And
0: And you're also made to feel when you're in those, in the courtroom with the prosecutor, like we had, like, like you're just the biggest piece of crap. Like you just, the arguments they make for you to go to prison are just, just, you're incredible. It's, it's, it's surreal. Incredible. (laughs) It's just, anyways. So
1: the point of all this, you know, for so many years, you know, when you're going through the system and stuff, you know, it's in your best interest to keep your mouth shut. Right. You don't get to talk. You don't get to give your side of the story. You're best not to speak to, you know, any media or anything like that, no. because that'll be used against you. Right. The prosecutor can talk to them all they want. Right. Uh, but you. Can't. But but you, you don't get a chance to talk. Right. And you go to prison.
0: You and have even we were, less opportunity. Right. And and I was sentenced to 15 years.
1: Uh, yeah. And me, 22 years. Right. 22 years of maximum security prison. Uh, yeah. I did four and a half years in that.
0: I did 45 months, just shy of four years.
1: And, uh, you know, we are now out.
0: Um, and we actually get to see each other and talk, <laughs> which is nice.
1: And and talk about anything. Right. Uh, give my opinion, my thoughts um, on anything.
0: Right. So after not being able to speak for so many years, after going through such a crazy experience um, with the justice system and going into prison and spending time four years in prison as an inmate, Um, and also having a college, having college degrees and having normal Midwest family. Like we feel like we have a pretty unique perspective. Um, and we also haven't been able to talk for a long time and we want to talk, we want to speak now's the time and it doesn't, and not just about the prison system or our jail or our case or politics or just anything. It's just getting our voice out there and, um, to the things that we find entertaining and interesting, thought provoking. That's a big one. We like to, we there, there's
1: a lot of stuff going on out there, folks. Yeah, there's it a lot of things going uh, on. Stuff you see. Right. So who, who knows?
0: Right. Um, we just have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, when we have, we have some pretty good discussions and, and uh, so we wanted to get our voice out there and um, spend some time together as well, since we got a lot of years taken away from us and we are good friends. Um,
1: I mean,
0: I'd say I, so. I, I mean, I kind of act like I'm your friend. I don't, you know. Yeah, we do all right. We do okay.
1: <laughs> You're a butthole. But anyway, but. so
0: this is <laughs> did you say a buttshole? <laughs> I did. Thank you. Now people are gonna think we're 12. <laughs>
1: well, you are. <laughs>
0: oh my god. So anyway, so uh welcome to our podcast. This is what were we just talking about, and um we're just getting started right now, but we got some big plans if, if things go right. And, um, even if they go wrong, maybe we still got big plans, but, uh, so, you know, yeah, big plans. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So definitely give us a listen and we'd love it if you would subscribe. We're also going to be doing some things on YouTube and hopefully eventually Patreon. So we got a lot of things going on, but we'd love for you to, you know, check us out often and hear hear what we were talking about because sometimes we forget what it was.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? What were we just talking what
0: about? What were we just talking about? Uh, so, yeah. Welcome.
1: Welcome.